Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And joining me right now is Mr. Marshall Masters. It's always a honor and pleasure to have you on the program. I'm glad to be back, Michael. I just enjoy being on your show. You are a pure, born hard seeker of truth. Well, I didn't pay you to say that, so I'm very thankful to have you here tonight. That was uh, very nice of you to say. And again, Marshall, my audience just uh, loves you to death. You know, everyone always wants you here on this program. Oh, you kidding? This is cool. This is like hanging out here with one of your best buds from high school, you know? I hear you. <laughs> That's how I feel. You know, we get along so great, and there's so many things that I would love to uh, bring up here. But before we do, let's sort of um, remind uh, newer ears just a little bit about yourself before we just uh, spin it all around here. Okay. Well, for your audience out there, I've been tracking Planet X since actually 2001 and writing about it extensively on my website at YOWUSA.com. And what's interesting is a lot of the predictions that I've made are still on track. Uh, we're seeing amazing videos come out now, observation videos on it. and. One of the things I've maintained for quite some time is it'll reach perihelion in 2024. To me, it looks like we're on tr track for that. Once it reaches perihelion, we're not going to have some major catastrophic event. What we're going to have is we're going to see something really beautiful and stunning in the sky. It'll start beautiful, you know, and then, you know, the whole thing from King Kong, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beauty's going to bring the beast. <laughs> And when we see it, uh, you have a brown dwarf star, which is very dark and ugly. If you were to actually be in space and you could see it, it would be ugly. Okay? It looks like a, sorry to say it, but it looks like a poo-poo parfait, right? And, but when it is between, when it's on our side of the sun, it's going to have a sunlit side, and that will be stunning. And so the poo-poo browns and oranges and whatnot are going to become stunning pastels. We're going to go, ooh, and ah, and they're going to tell us, don't worry, it's not going to hit Earth, which is an absolute statement of fact. What they're not going to tell you is it's dragon rocks and all kinds of other crud, and boy, that's going to give us one hell of a time. Not to mention, you know, something called a pole shift. Yes, I don't know. Right. Maybe you've, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. <laughs> but we're going to have that. 
And yes, I do try and laugh and have some humor with this because all disaster and no laughter makes Marshall a dull boy. Absolutely. And <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So we have this coming. I have always maintained over the years that Planet X is what's really driving the timeline here. That's an important thing. We have events, but when you stop and think about the globalists and these criminal cartels and how they manage the world and have had had have done so for now we're learning centuries, if not thousands of years, they could always take their time and didn't have to rush, didn't have to push. Well, now what you're seeing them doing is they're taking all of their plans and instead of saying, okay, we really got everybody worked up, so let's back off, pretend it goes away, wait for them to forget. The stupids will do that. They'll forget. They'll go back to watching I Love Lucy. And then once when they're watching, you know, Lucy, I'm home, boom, we're back to what we got right now. So they're not doing that. They are pushing, which is... For them, disastrous because they are revealing themselves and the evil that they represent. But you can see their notion of it is keep pushing, stick to their plan, ignore the resistance and crush it as best they can because inevitably they have the critical mass, the weight, the throw weight, if you will, to achieve victory. I don't think so. I'm not seeing that. So one thing that was a huge tip-off for me, and I hope you don't mind, Michael, but I want to take a victory lap, you know? Yes, a victory lap. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, my sign series, and for over a year, year and a half, I have been carping and complaining about the USGS capping the data they said it so that because we track earthquakes of all magnitudes everybody else is always looking for you know magnitude four or five and above and they don't want to look at the little ones no the little ones tell us a lot we look at everything when it comes to earthquakes yowza is a buddhist approach we want one of everything thank you all right and one of the things, you know, as much as I kept complaining and complaining and complaining and calling them out on it, it never stopped them. And I want to tell you this story. And then I want to ask you for, to chime in. And I'm going to, there's a question of actually who's behind this. Okay. So, and if you can ask your viewers out there the oh, same no. question, do a survey, I think it would be interesting. But let me lay it out. Go ahead, yeah. Okay. You ready? You ready to rumble? I'm ready to rock. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I am sitting there and I am pounding on these son of a guns like a drum. Boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba. Cap, 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 cap. Never over 10,000. That is not Mother Nature. Mother Nature doesn't cap. Mother Nature just does what whatever Mother Nature wants to do. And we're looking at this. I knew it was artificial. And I was really to a point of saying, okay, do I just quit reporting on earthquakes because it's corrupt data and it's going to stay that way? And then I decided, no, nah, let's try a different approach. Let's come at it from a different direction. That's what I did. First thing, I created a much better graphic that really illustrates the cover up here. And that graphic was very powerful. I got a lot of great compliments on it from my readers. But here is what tipped their hand, okay? As I was, after I did that, I started thinking back and going through my notes. We have voluminous amounts of data on all of this because we've been doing signs for years. And I went back to Trump's time. Now, the reason why I did that was when I did that last complaint article, that was a couple of months ago, I was able to determine that the data capping 
began in the last three months of the Trump administration. Okay, so USGS is data capping and Trump is three months from being out of office. And in the article, what I said is, you know, we remember back during the Trump administration, particularly in 2017, 2018, very much so, going into 2019, but very much in like 2017, 2018, and we saw a special pattern. We would see earthquakes magnitude 313233. It was always in this range, 313233. And when I was looking at the graphs on this, the seismograph, we noticed an odd pattern. Now, when you have a natural earthquake and you look at a seismograph, you know, that's where in the movies the needle goes scribble, 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 right? The okay. fun part, yes. That's the fun part. But if it's a natural earthquake, what happens is before it goes scribble, 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 it kind of goes build, 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 okay? It has this little buildup. Looks like a kind of an inverse horn going into it. So what you're seeing is the quake event as it's building that final energy starts releasing before it has the big release. So it always starts with an itty bitty little release and then pop. But with these three one, three two, three threes, we were noticing really weird stuff. First off, they were often happening in places where you didn't have a lot of earthquake activity, okay? So the activity itself was anomalous for that area because each of these things, three, one, three, two, three, three, they always had a whole slew of natural aftershocks. So we had an initial event that appeared to be synthetic and man-made followed by natural events aftershocks. So what I wrote in my article is I said, I believe what we are seeing and the reason why they are capping the numbers at 10,000 a month, no matter what, is that the USGS does not want us to know that tactical nukes, which would produce a 3-1, 3-2, or 3-3, are being used underground where coincidentally there's a global network of deep underground bases. And what they're doing is they were blowing up these bases. And that's the reason why we were seeing these oddball earthquakes. And so what I said in the article, that's the reason why you're capping. You don't want us to, to see the dumbs are being blown up. The next month after that article came out. Now, mind you, Michael, I have been busting their chops every month for over a year. They don't care. You know, was that butterfly? Go away. Go away. Right? They don't. But all of a sudden, I'm going, you're nuking the dumbs. And that was it. The party was over. Next month, they released the cap, started going back to natural figures. And the month after that, again, natural data. So... This told me a whole lot, that we have a secret war that is going on, and they didn't want us to know that the dumbs are being nuked. I spent a lot of time on this with my research team, and we've agonized over this question for over two weeks. And we finally, last night, my team and I, we have a Monday night meeting. We're kind of, okay, what's on deck? Let's see where we're going. And everyone said the same thing. It was the White Hats. Whoever is using the nukes doesn't want everyone to know that they're using nukes, period. And what, are the Black Hats going to use nukes to blow up their own dumbs? I don't think so. So, and this was something that we never saw this kind of data capping until the last three months of the Trump administration. So what we're thinking is this actually is a case where what we found indirectly, so to speak, is that this was the White Hats and they were capping the data and they were doing it because this is a war and 
it's necessary to blow up these dumps. I mean, what they do in these deep underground military bases to human beings is absolutely atrocious. They're, the evil is just unfathomable. But for the White Hats, they don't want to all of a sudden have people rising up and going, whoa, what's happening here? Why are you de having these below-ground detonations and all of this stuff? They, if you're busy winning, you don't want to start asking a lot, answering a lot of questions. So I believe that this was what we, we stumbled across was actually White Hats. And we forced them out. So I don't know, maybe... I'm not going to be so popular with folks on the right now. You might not know. be. You tell me. <laughs> well, you never know. You just never know um, how to read the situation um, until you actually do it. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. So, and I see a lot of other things going on. And I, in the months ahead, everything is starting. It's, it's the drip. It's the faucet drip for hell right now for the Biden administration. Everything's starting to get exposed faster than they can cover it up. And we'll know when they finally scream uncle, because then the, you know, we're going to have a, the internet's going to go black. And that's the last thing they're going to be able to do to control it, to hold on to the narrative. But I think what we're going to be going through now is this summer is going to be a long, hot summer. And Usually, when major events happen, major events tend to pop off during a harvest, so September, October time frame. And that's when I think when it all starts to go, it's going to go so fast, it's going to be breathtaking. But through this summer, it is going to build, and it's, it's going to be like a punching bag. Uh, we're just going to feel like we're a punching bag. Thunka, 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 you know, like in Million Dollar Baby. Great movie. And that's, that's, it's it. This summer, we're going to be the punching bag. Thunka, 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 thunka. And so then there's going to come that roundhouse swing in the mm. ball. And that's it. Now, the question is are we going to have a big massive confrontation and that's the end of it and the war is over and peace and prosperity and the good people win and the evil people lose i'm not so sure about that michael i think it's going to be more like the battle of kursk in world war ii and let me explain that a little bit so put it in perspective because that's what i see coming we're going to have a battle of kursk kind of event. Now, the Battle of Kursk happened in 1943. This was the largest tank battle in the history of the world. And it was between the Russians and the Nazis. And Kursk was a what's called a salient. It was a bulge in the line. And the German doctrine was always to, if you could find a salient, you could find a bulge, then work your way to the right and to the left of it and get at the base of the bulge where it is thin and then attack there. That way you separate the forces and then you can encircle the enemy and the salient and crush them to death. That's it. They can't get supplies, reinforcements. It's either surrender or die for them unless there's a major rescue. Now, the Battle of Kursk was something that the Germans and the Russians prepared for for many, many months. Hitler actually held back on it because he wanted to bring out his new Tiger tanks and use those in the battle. So when the Battle of Kursk did start, it was brutal. Oh, my God, it was brutal. And for every German that died, two Russians died. And so... The sons of Mother Russia paid dearly for this. And at the end of it, military historians were saying, well, it's hard to say who won the Battle of Kursk because 
of their metric, which who who captured the high ground, who got the territory, who planted the flag. Neither side planted the flag. All right. They both fought and then they retreated from the battlefield. Both did. However, it was an unquestionable, overwhelming victory for the Russians, even though their losses were twice as high as the Germans. Why did they win losing two for one? Because after the Battle of Kursk, the Nazis left so much men, materials, blood, and treasure on the battlefield, the Wehrmacht was no longer a war-winning army. And from 1943 Kurtz on for the next few years, what happened to the Russians? They were on back foot. It was a fighting retreat, and then the Russians plowed in through Europe. And that was that. So what I believe we're going to see, uh, we, we've had one thing with, and I try and tell people is, uh, both sides give us propaganda, all right? The difference is the white hats are always trying to give us as much as truth as they can, but in the final analysis, pro this is fifth-generation warfare, which means it's more about the narrative than anything else. And in that, it's how you're going to deal with this maintaining your winning narrative. And in the fall... Could happen sooner. We don't know. This is war. War is going to happen when war is going to happen. And, you know, the people in the top that are saying, issuing the orders know what's going to happen. Everybody else is the church of the last to know. But I see a time coming here in a few months, somewhere between three to four months, where we are going to have a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply massive military situation. I think it's most likely going to be nuclear. Oh my. And uh, it could be a the use of a nuclear weapon, most likely a tactical field nuke, because who is actually beating the war drums right now for nuclear weapons? NATO. NATO, United yes, States, they... England, we're right. the ones that are saying, let's go nuclear. Why are we saying let's go nuclear, as in nobody wins a nuclear war, but we do. Suddenly, these magnificent idiots, these parasites and predators who have captured these governments, they're thinking they can win a nuclear war. And uh, just a small one, just enough to force regime change in Russia so that the Russians will submit to the West. And I did business in Russia for seven years, was there 11 times. Don't hold your breath. Russians don't like losing. They're tough people, very tough, a lot tougher than Americans. We are a bunch of pansy wusses you know, with our wokeism and this crap. They're not. They're very practical. They're hard-focused. And Russians will stand up and fight for the motherland. And what people have to understand is that Russia right now, they keep saying Russia is a communist, communist, communist. Russia is a Christian Slavic nation. And the Russian Orthodox Church has been able to come back from the Soviet days the people are attending church there like you wouldn't believe. They're going back to faith. And there are folks that really see that we're the new Nazis because that's who we're fighting with. NATO troops are in Ukraine secretly fighting alongside neo-Nazi battalions. Oh, yes. Lots of them out there. That's right. So 
you know, we're the new Nazis. That's the way we are being um, represented in their eyes right now, that we are helping the Nazis, which we pretty much are. I mean, they are rocking all the symbols on their uniforms out there. Yeah. And practicing yeah, it all. Yeah, you're on top of it, bro. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, it's, it, it makes me heart sick to think that I had an uncle who was in, I had two uncles that were in World War II. Both of them fought in Europe all the way from France to Germany, and they were frontline troops. They were combat infantry. Neither one of them would talk about what happened. But, you know, you'd hear from the aunts and so sure. forth. They used to have terrible, terrible, terrible dreams. They'd Ooh. wake up, you know, in a hot sweat. Yeah. So they were having, uh, you know, these stress syndrome things going on, except they didn't know about it. Back then, it was just be tough. Yeah, and just something you, out. yeah, just something you live with. Yeah. And that was, and it was really the attitude. You know, these people, for them, the saying that uh, came out with Vince Lombardi, winners never quit and quitters never win. That was this generation. They just were not going to quit. They weren't going to give up. They weren't going to stop fighting for no way, no how. And for me, I really wonder, does this generation of Americans, young generation of Americans, do that? Do they have that kind of patriotism, that kind of resolve? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't see it. You can't even so, wear an American flag out in public anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do it. And it's like, have you noticed that intelligent people have to self-censor themselves yeah. and stay quiet so they don't offend the sensibilities of stupids? Oh, yes. It's, it's a sad state of affair when you clearly know you're being lied to, but you have to sort of carry that lie with you and go along with the program even though you know it's a lie yeah it's pretty wild yeah. uh marshall i don't know what's going on in the year 2023 but you know we have planet x hurling towards us and you know now we have the very real threat of a global huge global war here tensions are quite high between the world superpowers and imagine nuclear missiles raining down on cities across the globe leaving nothing but ash and rubble in their wake. I mean, the devastation will be unimaginable if something like that truly would happen. Hopefully nothing here in the U.S., but you never know during well, these times. Well, here's what I'm thinking now. You know, and your concern that you just voiced, oh, what? It's not like I haven't said that a gazillion times on your show, right? Absolutely, but here it's but like it's, it's changing. getting closer. I, it's getting closer. It's changing. What I think is going on right now is, and this was something I said years ago, and people kind of poo-pooed me. I said, what's really driving this, all right? What is pushing events is Planet X. They know all of these plans were made so that they could kill off half the world, weaken the rest, the Anunnaki would come, give them whatever they wanted, and then this place would be theirs to do with as they please. Whereupon, they would slaughter humanity down to about a half a billion to serve them as faithful slaves, and that's it. We would spend countless generations in slavery. And now, we got a chance to turn it around. So whatever is going to happen, whatever this major conflict is, I see it like a battle of Kursk. It is going to be a pivotal moment, a major battle that is going to define the course of the remainder of the war. Because the deep state, it's everywhere. Their resources are beyond imagination. And they're getting hammered. And they are losing. But they are going to fight all the way, period. They are just going to fight, 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 and fight again. And for that reason, we're going to have to soldier through this for several years. And this is then going to move into Planet X. When in 24, what my hope is, is 
Planet X is no longer going to be on the fringe. It's not going to be on YouTube with people going WTF, all right? We're definitely out of WTF land. And everyone's looking at it, and they're seeing it every day. Well, when people see that, they're going to say, you know, maybe I just want to be home with my family. That's going to take all the war lust out of this. For us, I don't think it's going to take out the war lust for the deep state, but it will be a factor. And this conflict is going to continue even as we see it, because after it reaches perihelion, to be honest with you, 24, 25, even into 26, Nemesis is going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Now, if you were in space, all right, and I was actually, I did that with astral projection. I went out and I was actually there floating in space and looking at it. And a technique, med meditation technique I use. But it's consistent with what we know about brown dwarfs. They yeah. look like a poo-poo parfait. <laughs> some believe that planet really X, ugly. yeah, planet X, uh, for some, they believe it actually is a brown dwarf star. It is a brown dwarf. Right, and, yes. Uh, so what I see that we're going to have is the sun, it's going to have a sunlit side. It's going to have a day side and a night side. And when we see the day side, what looks like a poo-poo parfait will be beautiful pastels. And then it's going to have the big tail, which is all of the oxide dust that's around it. Because when brown dwarfs detonate, they make a mess. And we're going to look at it for a few years, and it's going to be beautiful. And what are we going to be told? Oh, don't worry about it. It'll go over our heads. It'll go down in the way. Yeah. And enjoy the lights. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Just right? uh, take photos and put it on Instagram. That's right. You got it. What they're not going to tell you is, oh, by the way, the damn thing's dragging rocks. Right. They're not going to tell you about the gravity, uh, gravitational pull of Planet X uh, that would cause sorts, all sorts of havoc on the planet. From earthquakes to volcanic eruptions, and of course, dramatic changes in weather patterns. You get it. I couldn't say it better. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> it's going to be crazy when, when we do see this. It's going to be crazy, and but I think all of this, this fighting and everything is really going to start settling down. It's going to go away, yeah. It'll go away, but it's I, I don't see everything happening quickly. Now... We have a convergence of different things that are happening. So, and I am starting to see videos, Planet X videos, observation videos that are stunning. There are a lot of more coming out. Stunning. Yeah, and it yeah. also what's terrifying is all the um, billionaires right now buying all these luxurious, very luxurious sort of underground facilities, these bunkers, these massive bunkers. We've been seeing a lot of it here in the last just three years. That's right. They That's are scared right. as they are scared. They're scared. They know what's going on. They have sources. If you're a multimillionaire, you're going to have resources. You know, in the lead up to 2012, a lot of the elites were building bunkers back then. What we're seeing right now, what you're seeing, Michael, is round two. I was in round one. I was doing consulting. I was. What happened was that they would come to me once they had a property they wanted and they would put earnest money on it to get into escrow. And then they would come to me for their due diligence on the region, not on the property, but what I determined to be the regional assessment for that area. How strong is it? How weak is it? And I had a scale of zero to 10, zero being Stick your head between your legs and kiss it goodbye, all right? <laughs> yes. And pretty, you know, that's it. Pretty straightforward. And you're at ground zero, you know, so get a bucket of suds and some chips and wait for it. But on the other hand, there's a 10. 10 is, there's actually no absolutely perfect place in the world, but a 10 is as close to perfect as you're going to get. And in the United States, I never got over a 9.5. Now, I found an area here in Maine, it is a 10. It was, and it was like, I didn't find it, God led me here. But what we're looking at 
is these these wealthy guys were coming to me and actually it started after a an interview on coast to coast with George Nori and so i had one guy you know followed up with me and said i heard you there and da 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 and so i started consulting with them and doing this analysis for them and we would do you know i mean i would do it right and i would also want to say back then I had a lot of fabulous analysis tools for all kinds of threats, fracking issues, earthquakes, volcanoes, nuclear plants, you name it. There was amazing sites. All of this has been sponged. All of it has disappeared. Google, to me, it's it's like, I, I why go to Google? Everything is so skewed. Such bullshit right. that this company does. It's why bother? Yeah, stop know? using Google out there. Yeah, I mean, the only thing Google's good for is, you know, what kind of headlights do I need for my car, right? That's, That's pretty it. much it. Yeah, and uh, you know, YouTube, you know, the home of cat videos and how-tos, so much of these wonderful tools. I couldn't even do the work I was doing then. I couldn't do it today because those tools are all gone and have been intentionally removed and co-opted. And I watched it one after another as they just fell like uh, in a daisy chain and it started in 2013. And I would go and look at everything, ask them a lot of questions, and then I'd finally say, okay, based on what I'm seeing, your location is going to be this. And I would give them a score. Now with my system, zero to 10, anything a seven and above was clearly survivable. Five to seven was marginally survivable. And below a five, it just kind of, as you went to zero from five, it just got progressively worse. Well, all of these guys were building million-dollar bunkers. And when I evaluated their properties where they got them, I never had one that was less than a nine. They were all nine or 9.5. And that's all they want. And I would go through the whole thing and they were wonderful, very patient. But I'll tell you what they were waiting to hear from me. You know what? Looks good to me. Go close escrow. That's what they wanted to hear. And that's what I said every time. And these guys were out there. And an amazing thing is most all of them always had a property big enough that they could put an airstrip in. And their airstrips, even though they were dirt, were sufficient for a, um, you know, for a for a Beechcraft twin-engine turboprop to come in. Those are real popular corporate planes, and they could land those. Maybe not enough to take off again, but definitely enough to land them, and or any other kind of aircraft. The caravans were also popular with these guys. So they had Beechcraft and Cessna caravans mostly. This way, they could just, things get crazy, get everybody to the airport, get the heck out of there, go land, get in your bunker, and settle in. So they were very, very shrewd people, very smart. I actually really enjoyed working with them tremendously because they appreciated what I could do for them. You know, as opposed to somebody that buys a $20 book and they want you to spend four hours telling them everything about Planet <laughs> X since the dinosaurs went extinct. And that's right. Uh, yes. Uh, so these people are all settled in. Well, now they're coming back and they're doing it again. And I and it's on a much grander scale than I saw in the lead up to 2012. There's more of it going on now than there was at that time. And that tells me everything's up. You know, these are people, they've got contacts, they've got connections with people, former military and different intelligence agencies. You know, when you're up in that league, they get to know things that are going on. We're the ones that are using the negative contractions. I can't believe it won't happen. It couldn't be. You know, the minute you hear somebody using negative contractions, they've got an IQ of 80. All right. That's it. 
You hear negative contraction. I can't believe you got an IQ of 80. Critical thinkers never use negative contractions that way. And these folks, they never use negative contractions. They never said, I can't, won't, couldn't, shouldn't. They just said, this is what I need to do. And when I said, okay, go close escrow. It's a keeper. Thank you, Marshall, very much. And that was it. And it was wonderful, profitable business for me. And I enjoyed doing it. I learned a lot about them. They learned a lot from me. It was a good time. So this is coming on those that are in the know. You know, for everyone else, what do the little guys do? Uh, it's really hard when gas is, you know, sucking the cash out of your wallet faster right. than you can put it in. Uh, and somebody says, yes, you need to build a million dollar bunker. It's like, right. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. And, but you can do it. I think what we have is it, it's a whirl. It's a swirl. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff coming at us, Michael. And it is going to get to a point where it's overwhelming. It already really is for a lot of people. For those that have been in awareness for some time, this is excruciating. Because we're having to sit there and watch the stupids wake up. Because the stupids run the world. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately. The stupids run the world. And we're waiting for them to wake up. And if you're thinking that's a good idea, well... We're going to lose half the global population before this COVID pandemic is over. Well, you say and that like it's a that, you say that like it's a, that, a you say that like it's a bad thing though, Marshall, to lose half of the population. I mean, I think some of them might deserve to, you know, go away for a while. Well, there's going to be people that deserve, <laughs> but there's also going to be uh, nice, innocent, wonderful people who just want to live their lives. This is true, yes. I'm being raise dark here. Raise their children. But, right. Have some purpose. And this is the this is the majority of people. Right, the, yes. The majority of people, they don't want to hear all this upsetting stuff. They no, just, of course not, yeah. They just want to go watch their kids perform in school plays. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. That's fine, yeah. That's okay. That's fine. But... Sticking your head in the sand is not going to help it's, you. It's not going to help at all, no. No. And what's what we're having right now is I'm watching the death numbers. I'm working on a new series. It's yes. going to be out here soon, in a week or two. Uh, it'll be called The Jab with Marshall Masters. And what I'm trying to do with this is I am seeing a new emerging group, and I believe I can help them. And these are the ones who are vaccinated, but they're coming into awareness and they're realizing, boy, did I make a mistake. You're telling me they made a mistake. Are you saying that uh, Joe Biden was wrong when he said vaccines are safe and effective? Oh, yeah. Well, no, he wasn't <laughs> wrong. He was just lying. <laughs> Honest people are wrong. Liars are liars. <laughs> you know, I mean, this guy, he couldn't tell the truth if it bit him in the ass. Um, people are, and, and one of the points I'm going to make in this is that what I see coming, and this is going to be going in later this year, because once we get into cold and flu season, we're going to really see things pick up because what's happening with the COVID vaccines is folks don't understand this is a slow motion kill. All right. It takes years. And the worst part of it, it, it gets everywhere into the body. It starts self-replicating. This vaccine is, is awful, terrible stuff. It has alien technology, hydro vulgaris, um, and now venom. And now they are finding a new DNA sequence that was invented by Pfizer that actually facilitates getting the vaccine components into the cells so they can be transfected and you that's it so what i'm trying to do with this is say to people look if you've been vaccinated and you're in awareness and you regret it and you're going to do something about it because a lot of people even when they know what's happening to them they're just going to go i'm overwhelmed i can't take it shut down they'll go in their bubble all right 
And these people are going to pass away. They're going to pass away in vast numbers. Then there's going to be what I call the redeemed. And the redeemed are the people who are vaccinated and realize, boy, did I make a mistake. Now I need to redeem this mistake. I got to do something about it. And for them, the only thing they can do right now that's practical and helpful is buy time. That's it. Buy time. Um, I'm seeing a tremendous amount of work and effort by wonderful, dedicated men and women in medicine and science on finding ways to mitigate, arrest, halt what's happening. I think for the people who are vaccinated, is there the possibility that all the damage can be undone? No, absolutely not. Not even under the best case scenario. When brain cells die, lung cells die, heart cells die, central nervous system cells die, and this is where this stuff really goes at it, those cells are dead, period. They're not coming back. So what people who are vaccinated have to start doing right now is start doing things that will arrest or mitigate this weapon that is in their blood. It's not medicine. People were injected with a weapon. And the hope is that we're eventually going to find a mitigation protocol that is principally natural-based that can just stop it in its tracks, that the graphene and the spike protein stop functioning, stop replicating, stop propagating. The damage is done, the damage is done, but stop so there's no further harm. I believe from what I am seeing now, and mind you, the really exciting things have only been popping up in the last six months, which is huge. I, I am seeing their solutions, but it's like whack-a-mole. You know, they're pounding and pounding and trying to solve individual problems, which means they don't have a single solution. They don't have an effective protocol. I see an effective protocol. I see them discovering things that are going to work. Simple things. Who would have thunk it? All right. Every weapon system has a vulnerability. This weapon system has vulnerabilities. And I believe exploiting it is simpler than a lot of people would imagine. And within a year to two years, if people who've been vaccinated now are aggressive in using what solutions are available and known to be helpful, they buy time. And in my series, I have a simple formula. You get up every morning, and the first thing you say is, what can I do today to buy one more day of life? Every day must buy a day. That's your goal. You wake up in the morning, every day buys a day. And so you're going to be taking natural supplements that are known to be effective in disrupting the propagation of spike proteins. The graphene, boy, this stuff is alien technology. This is going to be real hard to kill. This is the transhumanism side of this because their goal is threefold. They want a 6G system with artificial intelligence controlling it so that only a handful of human beings can control every other living creature on the planet. That way, they're able to have targeted assassinations. They can take out anybody. They can take out anybody. And uh, if you went and did Ancestry.com and they have your DNA, tough luck, bucko. They know exactly how to kill you. Nobody around you is going to know that mRNA weapon that they will make to take you out will know exactly how to do you. Correct. And if they yeah. pass it to you, it'll probably be through somebody you know and love. So what they'll do is if you got children in school, they'll go infect the child with the virus. The child will be asymptomatic. They'll be a carrier. And when you kiss your kid goodnight, it'll pass through body fluids, and it's the kiss of death, and you're not going to know it. And <clears throat> before long, the kid's an orphan. And that's one thing they want to do. The other thing is what I call anonymous eugenics, where they could actually say, you know what? 
let's just, we're tired of black people. Let's just get rid of them. And all of a sudden, black people and nobody else, just the black people, they start dropping like flies everywhere. And then by the time they're all going, they're going, oh, gee, who knew? It's something this or something that. And yet all these people have been killed. They could do it to anyone, any demographic group. They could go. That's the reason why Russia is in Ukraine. We have all these bio labs, our intelligence agencies had created to develop weapons targeted at Slavic races. And so Russia's sitting there, all they got to do is take all this stuff that they've been developing, these biological weapons, and throw it over the border, and that's it. It's game over for us. We're going to be dropping like flies. So they went in. They had to take out these guys. Uh, the same thing with China and Taiwan. Um, we have all these, there's these laboratories that are all over the place. The deep state had all of these uh, bioweapon laboratories. And this is really what pushed everything. So there's a tremendous evil here. And I don't even think that, you know, what I'm saying in the video series is I don't believe whoever's behind all of this, I don't think they're human. They might not be. Yeah, they might not be. It could be God versus alien, Satan, or it could be alien conquest. Right. All right. But whatever it is, I don't, because the rationale, the thinking, it's just inhuman. Yeah, someone is solely responsible for what is going on right now in terms of the vaccines and COVID and all these sort of things. It, it was clearly prefabricated. Uh, you know, this was not an organic sort of thing whatsoever. And uh, Marshall, you've seen those blood clots that are being removed from bodies, obviously, correct? Oh, yeah. Those look, like, uh, those look like little grays being pulled out of people. Yeah. And actually, I've seen images where the uh, one gentleman on the vaccination site, it looks like one of these Hydra vulgaris, actually, because he was on, he, he got, he put himself on ivermectin. And after he put himself on ivermectin, this creature comes crawling out of his body, and it looks like a long tapeworm, Hydra vulgaris, no doubt. Yeah. And so this, it, it's all, all terribly, terribly ugly, and we're going to have to really struggle and fight. But I, I feel optimistic about the future. I know we have a huge battle. I believe we're going to have our, you know— Kursk-like conflict, and after that, people will start to see what's going on, but I do not have as much faith in the stupids as other people do. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Yeah, I, it is. I was listening to S.G. Anon, and uh, he's just a real wonderful young man, and he's doing a, doing a wonderful mission and helping people and sorting it out for them. You know, you got other guys like Derek Johnson and, and those fellows. <clears throat> the thing is that what I hear from some Anons is that in order for the White Hats to go public, make their move and hit it hard, they want to see 81% or more of the population. Then you have other ones, all right, like SG Anon, who is saying, no, it has to be 90% of the population. And here's where it just, for me, turns into happy bullshit. I remember being in Russia. There were still people in Russia. Stalin was a brutal murderer. He killed more Russians than Hitler did. And yet there's still Russians, when I was doing business there, all right, in the 90s, that were holding celebrations and parades on Stalin's birthday and things like that. And they were going, he was the best thing since sliced bread for the Rodina, which is absolute insane nonsense. So you're going to have these. The, there is this misperception that is being peddled by the White Hats. i got to be honest. It's misperception that things are going to happen that are going to create this overwhelming mass of support, 90% or more, 
because as the White Hats will tell us, there's like 6% to 10, 8% or something like that of the population. They're hopeless. They're so invested in their narrative and they're so invested in the agenda, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to come out of it. All right. And then what about the rest? How quickly are they going to come over? You know, all things being equal, I could see them coming over quickly, but I see what the mainstream media is doing. And the mainstream media is owned and controlled by American intelligence agencies. They are using tactics that took them decades to learn and perfect on other countries in the world, which is why we're not so terribly popular with people. Golly gee, why would that be, right? And they have taken these tactics and they have programmed people and they are irrational. Look at Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, I literally have seen people, you know, just go batshit crazy with this stuff. And it is social, it's Pavlovian programming. These people's minds have been twisted by these intelligence agencies. So I don't even feel, you know, are they even responsible for what they're thinking? But here's what I see happening. And this is, this is going to happen. This is going to be unstoppable. The country right now is swinging to the right, and it's swinging harder and harder. You know, everything's like a pendulum. But all things being equal, if it, we didn't have the COVID thing going on, I really don't think that the critical thinkers and the spiritual thinkers would be able to overcome this massive block by the stupids, the people that just tune in you know, to what the the propaganda channels are talking about. And that includes Fox. All right. To me, Fox is a controlled opposition and it's and it's deadly because what is you what do you do with a controlled opposition site? You want to feed that audience enough to draw them in so that they're gonna watch you. And how effective is Fox? Hey, you go down to Florida, everyone will tell you. The first thing the retirees do is they turn on Fox in the morning. That's right. What's the last thing they do? They forget to turn Fox off at night. They're watching Fox from can to can every day. What is Fox doing? Fox, people love to carp and complain. All right. They like to hear other people carping and complain because then they know their right to complain about their issue and the other people agree with them. And then what do they do? They say, okay. Now we need a superhero to fix it because we're lazy assholes. We just want to go work. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to see a massive population shift that is going to change everything. The people who are going to be less standing after this are the critical thinkers. Critical thinkers are 20% of a population. Critical thinkers are called critical thinkers because they know bullshit when they see bullshit. And these people knew that this whole COVID thing was a scam right from the get-go, or oh, at least no. suspected it. That's right. And there they said, no, we're not going to take the jab. Now, the other group are the spiritual thinkers, the people that appreciate the gift of life that God has given them. And if you really appreciate God and the, the gift of your body, you're not going to stick these crazy poisons into it not for love nor money. And so these are the people that refuse to get jabbed. These are the people who now have developed natural immunity and everyone else is jabbed up the kazoo. Well, if you look at how the demographics work on this, all right, and this is hard. Statistically, the studies are all over the map because everyone's finagling and so you have to look at the whole thing, throw a dart, and hope it lands in the center. I'm serious. But here are some general trends that I see. The more educated you are, the more likely you're jabbed. The more you lean to the left, the more likely you are jabbed. The older you are, the more likely you are jabbed. jabbed. <laughs> All right? Conversely, on 
the right side, it's the younger generations that are more resistant. It is the rural folks that are definitely more resistant. It is people that are strong and centered in their faith and have a relationship with God. All of these people are the ones that are who they're the ones being persecuted by the stupids. You see, the the elites understood. Get all the stupid people who are going to go. I'm with you, good citizen. Raw, raw, raw. And anybody who doesn't do it, death to them, traitors to humanity, and all of this crazy, insane thing. They were just playing the Hitler playbook. That's how Hitler did it. Hitler knew they had 20% of the population that could see through them. And how did they control them? Drive the stupids at them. The same play is today. The stupids are so powerful that critical thinkers and spiritual thinkers have to censor themselves so that they don't insult the sensibilities of people who just are too lazy to actually think about what they believe in. That's the big lie we're forced to uh, carry around with us all the time. Yes, absolutely. Well, here's what's coming. These are the people that are going to do the dying. In my generation, I'm boomer. 97% of my generation is vaccinated. Oof. I'm in the 3%. I mean, I wouldn't even let them stick the swab up my nose. I wouldn't do anything. You shouldn't. Because first off, the PCR test was a ridiculous farce. Right. And secondly, I believe they were putting graphene on those swabs mm. because if you shove it up the nose, it's it's the only way you can come as close as possible to the blood-brain barrier without actually cutting into the body. That's true. All right? It's right there. And so I believe they were sticking that up there. There was graphene there because this is the transhumanism agenda. We literally are going to be changed like Borg, and we're not going to be humans. We're going to be smart meters with two feet. Yeah, our government is encouraging that sort of behavior with, um, you know, chopping off body parts. Yeah, yeah. So I see uh, we're going to have a massive shift in politics over the next couple of years. It's happening, yeah. It's happening, and what's going to happen is that we're going to go to a much more conservative population. I, You know, this pains me to say it. Because when I say the stupids, in my mind, I am seeing people that just beautiful people that give you the shirt off their back. They're just not responsible, not attentive. They just want to get through life. Yes. You know, as nicely as they can. Yeah, that's the society I always talk about here. The larger majority that just lives day to day just to get home on time to watch their favorite TV show and eat uh, their favorite TV dinner. But Keep in mind, uh, these people that we talk about, they were all hit. And uh, you have to thank the Biden administration for basically paying off nearly the entire corporate media. It was the biggest campaign ever seen. You know, $1 billion were spent on propaganda and ABC, CBS, Fox News, CNN, Newsmax, MSN, LSD, New York Post, uh, the Los Angeles Times. All down the line, they all took the money. They all took the money. And you know what? All of them were acquired by the elites, and they were acquired as expendable assets. Here's why. Simple numbers. You ready for some simple numbers? I'm here. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Now, I'm boomer generation. So let's say 65 and older, right? Right. 65 and older, 97% vaccinated at least the first jab, and frankly, most of my generation have taken all of the jabs. Mm. All right? That's the boosters and all that, yeah. The boosters, they they went the whole deal. The whole nine right? yards, yeah. The whole mugas. Well, my generation is going to be, of all the generations in the country, my generation is going to do more dying than anyone else any other generation. More of my generation is going to perish because my generation is so 
heavily vaccinated. Now, why is my generation this heavily vaccinated? And it's partly a technology thing. Yeah, the media. Cable news. There you go. Remember, I was in cable news network, right? That's right. Back in the 80s. If you look at what is the median age of viewers at Fox, MSNBC, and these others, okay, it's depending on either 63 or 65. Yeah. Fox, I think, is up into the 70s. I would believe so. I would say anywhere from like 50 to 77, perhaps. That's right. So what is going to happen to them when all of a sudden two-thirds of their audience is dead? <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. They're going to – two-thirds of the audience is dead, and the only thing that's propping up these networks, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, the only thing that's propping them up is deep state money. They're subsidized by the elites, by the woke corporations. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, that means this episode has ended. And if you want the full version, please visit patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon and become a member.